welcome to the Not Super Great Podcast with J.K. and Carrie. Hello, Carrie. Hello, J.K. Um, so, have you thought of any other ways or words we can use? I thought you did good on the last one with B, the year in review 2020 with TV. Oh. So, um, let's do this. Uh, Carrie, how you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Oh. <laughs> You used to really good. I you used like fabulous last time or something, but okay. I think it was Holly and Jolly because it was before Christmas, oh. but now it's oh. after Christmas. <laughs> Why are we here today, Care? Oh, Magic A, we are here for our third year in review episode, and this one is all about our favorite music of 2020. Which I'm excited about because I'm a musicaholic. My Twitter, Johnny Kassane is all about music and uh, pop culture, but I am addicted to music and always have been. Hey, Carrie, did you know I wrote a weekly column in my high school and college newspapers about music and album reviews, and I had my top five hits and top five albums for that week. Did you know that? Oh my God, I did know that. And that is pretty cool. How often did you get beat up by people because of your choices? <laughs> I never got beat up because oh. I was on cross country and I could run really fast <laughs> and long. I could run a long way. So either they got tired because I could run further or they got tired because I ran so fast. Good, that's so, yeah. <laughs> Little gay boys had to run fast in the eighties in high school. I, I'm so excited about our guest today. Me too, because next to you, the other guy I know who loves music is, drum roll please, our number one fan, Dan. <laughs> Oh my God, Dan! Well, uh, thank you. I'm surprised you didn't mention that you're uh, a national recording artist too. I am a world international recording artist. I sold in Sweden, Switzerland, but see, that's how you take a compliment, and you just, you know, can't even take a compliment, right? But thanks, Dan, for saying that. Thank you. That was very nice. international there, recording superstar. Let there be love. Let there be you. Let there be oysters. So if you listen to the credits. I always put a little song of mine underneath the credits. Dan, have you heard that yet? I have not. So you haven't listened to season two at all? I, oh, you're talking about the podcast. I thought you were talking about the CD, like the bonus nice track. Save. Very nice save. What was your favorite episode of season two so far? Ooh. Uh, the one you just did with the TV. Oh, who was the guest on that one? It was Mark. It was Nora. Those are the only two people that matter to me. Oh, sorry, Stud. That was documentary. But yeah, very good. Okay, you listen to that one? Nice. Thank you very much for your support. We appreciate you. Yeah, very excited about you being here, Dan. You are, you know, so much about music. Uh, I totally have missed your um, your play-by-plays on the music uh, award shows, like country music award shows or the Grammys. I hope you get back to that, maybe post all this stuff. Uh, I thought it was... I love, I just thought of that. I love your play-by-play commentary on Twitter and Facebook for those award shows. I, yeah, I mean, it, it helps after the kids are asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so usually from like seven to eight, I'm out of commission. And depending on the day I had with the kids, usually I'm, I'm, usually I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I'm tired. Are you a single parent? Some days. Some oh, days. okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we got, he's got the five-year-old twinges, the two boys, which who are super awesome kids. Oh my God. And recording uh, a little bit later than usual to accompany that schedule, which is fine with me and Carrie. Yes, yes. 
And uh, speaking of all this, I mean, you, John, were my go-to concert partner. Yeah. And we've missed out right. on a lot this year. I mean, we, we, we missed out on Nikki Glaser. We had talked about Aubrey Sellers. Yeah. Who knows what 2020 might have been. Yeah, and your uh, fav- one of your favorite places, Space in Evanston. Um, I, the, I'm hopeful hopeful they'll be fine, but that is a great um, space, and everybody knows you there. And oh yeah, what what do you do at your special concerts of like singer songwriters that you always love? What's your job there? Pretty much the 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 best merch man this side of the Mississippi. That's what I've heard. You I mean, that's are... the word that I've heard. I, I I don't proclaim myself as that. I mean, that's just what that's just the rumor that I've heard. I've myself. seen you in action, and it. You, I think you're the best merch man uh, either side of the Mississippi. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, it's so crazy. He sells more when he does it shirtless. Which is <laughs> and I'm sure it's amazing to Jamie that you sell more while you're shirtless at the concert. <laughs> she pays me to put it back on. She does. She'll buy 10 <laughs> t-shirts just for you to put on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It does take 10 t-shirts, too. Yeah. Oh, wrap it around. Just wrap oh, it around. One thing that uh, you brought up to Nikki Glazer is that was postponed a few times, which I, I still have hope for. But I do love the comedy shows with you, Dan. You and Jamie, I mean, you guys are the best uh, comedy show picker outers, and I can't wait to see every show if we can get into every show when this all goes back to. I can't wait. Yeah, I just want to be in a room just packed yes. next to people. Do you know like, what? Just... I'm going to try not to be bothered. I mean, that. I hate people. I hate being around a lot of people, but I, I think we're all just going to be so thankful, right? Oh, I never yeah. thought I'd say that I miss the Aragon Ballroom. I yeah. miss it. I actually miss that. Gary, and that's your most hated uh, concert venue. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go back in a second. One second. And why do you hate that again? It's just always so crowded, and the bathrooms getting there was so hard. That's why I love being a guy because at yeah. these concerts, being a guy, it's just like bing, bang, boom, and then. I miss a half a song and then Carrie's back like 15 minutes later. And I'm like, you missed the encore. We got to go. We're leaving the concert now. It's over. Or imagine, how, imagine like the first small talk you make in line for bathroom at the, at the next, at the first concert you go to after that, I'm just going to stand there and talk to the person because I, I'm, I'm going to miss the whole experience so much. I'm just going to yeah. miss like half yeah. the concert. I feel like I'm just, just going to ask random... everybody for their phone numbers. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> uh so we're here to talk about a uh, year in review 2020 and um this may must might be the most work and research i have done for a podcast ever ever i did like wow. two or three hours of research for this oh my gosh um because um i keep a list on uh itunes and in uh amazon music unlimited i always add new singles every week to a 2020 i do it every year 2020 playlist right so yeah. this year I looked at all the streamed albums I listened to. I kept a screen cap of every cover of every album I actually listened to this year. I listened to 91 separate brand new album releases this year. Isn't that crazy? Like full albums you're talking full about. Full albums, full albums, yeah. 91. I think 2020 is a great year. And on top of that, I added 462 officially released singles to that playlist of 2020. Oh my God. And those are all songs that I like. Yeah. Like I didn't even put in songs I don't like. So that's kind of why I like these playlist things and playing around with these because you could see what your whole history is. You could go back and see which ones you've downloaded or streamed. 
what are, we're going to get into just a few genres because we only have like an hour for this podcast. We could have done a 10 hour one. We're only going to do, uh, we're going to review rock, pop, and country only. We're not going to do alternative or dance, which are two of my favorite genres. Uh, just for the sake of time, go to Twitter between now and the end of the year if you want my favorites. I hope Dan maybe posts some of his too on his Twitter account. He's really good at that. What are your favorite genres overall, you guys? Dan? Country. I mean, that's what I was raised on. So that's where, you know, New, new Music Friday, that's usually where I'm looking first. And if uh, I can interrupt you, Dan, I'm going to, because I want to sing your praises a little bit more. I think every Friday you post on uh, Instagram and Facebook, maybe, of um, the five top songs of that week. What do you do now? Uh, for that, it's just uh, Apple Music and they, uh, the New Music Daily. So every Friday I'm just listening to that, picking out what I like. Or if there's if I can't find five that I like out of there, it's usually recommend recommendations from people that I that I like that I follow. Yeah, uh, and give them a shot because I figure if I like your music, I'm probably going to like the music you recommend, right? And I, and I like your fifth one, which is always a goody oldie oldie. You know, one of your favorite oldies from your your life, right? Well, something that kind of fits the mood for the week. Yeah. So have you done all depressing oldies this <laughs> Mood has been blah. Yeah. I was not... surprised how many dance songs you pay, you put in there over the year. I was surprised because I love dance. I love EDM music. I mean, I I love it. And I was just surprised that you, country dude, like so much dance music. You, you kind of needed it this year, right? I mean, music has been uh, kind of a, a crutch a little bit this year something that you could kind of lean into when obviously the world hasn't gone right. Yeah. Music is always there to kind of lift you up or uh, get your mood right. Yeah. So music was huge this year. I agree. I agree. Uh, Carrie, what are your favorite genres and what does music do for you? Oh my God, what does music mean to me? So we don't have enough time. We're going to get into the character. No, go ahead. <laughs> When I, no, uh, well, rock is my number one. But what's happened over these few years is rock and alternative to me has very much combined because rock is so like, that could be so many different things, right? Even like rhythm and blues to me, that's rock, you know? So I, like my list, I don't even know if it's all really rock. It might go a little bit to alternative or but yeah I'm that's totally fine because I follow the radio charts every Monday I read yeah. them every Monday and um rock I, you know there's metal hard rock heavy yeah. metal uh neo rock I mean uh, I love the music from uh most of my rock stuff that I'm going to talk about today is the screaming bands okay where one vocalist sings like the stanzas and then uh during um the chorus somebody is screaming like a five finger death punch, you know, to get all your aggressions out. That to me is like rock right now, but uh, at the charts, like rock goes into alternative, alternative go, I mean, like Foo Fighters can be either alternative or rock, right? Exactly. Uh, like a That's Tame Impala is a pop and an alternative type. It's not really rock to me. So, right. uh, and it's fine, it's fine. Whatever your choices are for whatever you think the categories are, there's no wrong answer unless me and Dan totally start laughing at your picks. <laughs> Uh, or or there's the buzzer. Let's hear that again. Uh, 
Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. That's he the best fun effect we've had on this podcast all season. Thanks, Well, oh, that reminds me, Carrie. Like the last two podcasts, you haven't done any sound effects, and that was going to be all about season two with sound effects. Did you totally forget? Well, number one, yes, I forgot. But number two, <laughs> these are also like special edition podcasts. So I thought, you know, maybe I didn't have to, to do. Okay, yeah, I just forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's get started, you guys. Wait, uh, you didn't say what your favorite was. Oh, oh, I love all genres. I don't know if I have a favorite. Okay. It's probably pop, as you'll find out. Oh, this yeah, is yeah. a great year for pop music overall. Mm -hmm. um, and who knows what pop music is? It's just popular music, right? So if you have a hit on the charts on the Hot 100 and Billboard, if it's in the top 10, it's uh, pop. But in okay. England, like uh, Bring On The Horizon, which is a screaming rock band. They have like number one songs in the UK on the pop charts, which we don't have in America, right? Okay, sure. So uh, I really like everything. I always have liked everything. Uh, I remember going to Rolling Stone on um, uh, uh, Irving Park Road and you know, you'd know you come out of there with eight albums in the 80s, 90s and yep. they were $3.99 each, $2.99 each and I would have Dead or Alive, Culture Club, Amy Grant, Whitney Houston, you know, and like Billy Joel, all in one one day of going to Rolling Stone, you know? Totally. These are our awards, us three awards. So like, I have all these categories, kind of like the Grammys. Do you guys have any names that we could call these awards? I was thinking um, Super Great Music Awards. It's not super great, but <laughs> do you guys think of anything that, if, if this is our first annual, what do you guys, what could we call these? <laughs> JK and I, kind of did our best of last year, but it wasn't per episode. It was more a combo one. So I think this could be our inaugural, but- Or would it be second annual? Well, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking of more something like, is it the Grammys, the Oscars? Like, so that's why I was like, not super great music awards, you know? Like, is it the American Music Awards? What could we name this? That is like our little award show that we could have annually, whether it's the first or second, whatever. The not the... Great potties. Oh, I like that. The potties. I like that, Carrie. Did you write that down? Yep. Dan, no. you got anything before we start moving? How about the carries? <gasps> no. Oh. So the potties <laughs> is, and it might be a toilet. It's like the potties, right? Nice. But we'll think about that. Carrie, Carrie's very punny. Oh, I just okay. like being wise on everything. So here we go. <laughs> The first category is best rock LPs of 2020. Dan, you're up. All right, so I picked three. Uh, and like you guys said, for me, the rock category is kind of wide open, right? Uh, my my uh, third favorite album is Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, someone that I had never heard of at the beginning of this year. Never. Uh, and her name kept popping up when you listen to certain music podcasts or certain people that would give me re recommendations. Her name always came up. Uh, and Punisher just has a, a vibe to it. Uh, just kind of a, a relaxed vibe. Uh, That's what I chill. think about rock. I think about relaxed vibes when it comes to rock. <laughs> So I'm going kind of the opposite of rock. So this is like- Roll, is roll the opposite? Stone? Is stone the opposite of rock? Yeah, that's the opposite of rock, yeah. 
So that was my. Uh, Wait, so uh, instead of rock and roll, it's rock and relax. Yes, it's okay. it's uh, rock for a forty-three-year-old man oh. stuck in his basement this year. Got it. Got it. <laughs> uh, my album, kind of along the same lines, and this is a name I probably do not know how to pronounce correctly. Uh, the artist is Waxahachie. Okay. Uh, kind of the same vibe as Phoebe Bridgers, uh, a little bit more Americana, a little bit uh, more upbeat than uh, Phoebe Bridgers. So we're building up mood-wise to my top rock album. I'll which say is something- from adult contemporary to Americana, I don't hear any rock, but go ahead. What's your top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, and, and that's the thing. To me, rock is kind of a catch-all. It is. A catch-all, right? Yeah, and before you we started, say, I said I wasn't going to judge, but I am totally judging. <laughs> it's funny, you could say the same thing for uh, a country category, right? Americana could definitely go into uh, the country category yeah. as well, right? 100%. Uh, so my number one rock album of the year is something that I would put on just to get happy in the morning. It's something that I've had in my ears. I, I, could, I could tell you the amount of time... I, the amount of times that I've had this in my ears are walking down the hall at work and just ready to get shit done, ready to put a pep in my step, is Andy Frasco. The album is Keep On Keeping On. You put that in your ear. You put it on at 6 in the morning. You're going to have a good day. You're going to have a good day. Count on it. That album is top to bottom. It starts with Keep On Keeping On. Uh, it's got Getaway on there amazing amazing fun stuff it's really great i we will put a list carrie let's try to put a list on social media because dan just introduced me to three new artists that i'm going to listen to in 2021 i mean i was just gonna say that man i i've heard of the phoebe first just in in like hearing like top albums but i have never listened to her wait is it a name or is it a singer Carrie, what are uh, your she's uh, the top, what are your top LPs for rock okay, for the so year? LPs are full albums, right? LPs are full albums, yes. Okay, cool. I just wanted to double check. EPs <laughs> are half albums. It's yes. true. It's true. I know that's right. Okay. And B- VPs are Kamala Harris. <laughs> Thank you, God in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my only. Uh, kind of, I don't listen to a whole lot of full albums. I just don't. I, well, I'm glad you're participating albums. in this then. Yes, right. But that's just kind of my caveat of like, usually if there's two or three songs that I like, I will listen to the full album. I'm like, okay. So having said that, my uh, first, I'll say my top three. Number three, do you guys remember The Strokes? Yes. They had this great song called, oh my God, I already forgot, Bad Decisions. Yeah. And yeah. that made me listen to that. And that one I just like because. That's a great a album, of, Carrie. Yeah. And a lot of it is a little nostalgia for yeah. me, I guess, because, you know, when they first came out, it's like, oh, this is a great song. Just a very simple, like every uh, song is like, what, maybe under three minutes. It's just yeah. like a boom, boom, boom. So that was a good one. My second one is uh, Bush. They had a really good album. Now, this is Ooh. shocking. This is shocking that you picked Bush. There were hundreds of rock albums and you picked Bush. Go ahead. I did. Because, again, I don't listen to a lot of full albums. 
But this one, uh, they had a couple songs. I'm like, oh, this is like old school Bush because okay, they have good. the there. Mm. And then my first, my favorite one is from this band called the Black Pumas. Oh, damn, Carrie. They're up for a bunch of Grammys. Yeah, they're great. Uh, their first song that I heard was called Colors. And then that just sucked me in. And like how you say, Dan, how you know that other, was it Andy put you in a good mood? That's how they kind of are. And, it's, and this one is more maybe, uh, what's that band with the two guys? Um, uh, they're, they, it kind of, it's not super rock. It's more of like, I don't know if rhythm and blues is the right, it's more. Dan sure. Arbach, Dan yeah. Arbach's in it. Those guys. Black Keys. Black Keys, Black Keys. Yes. That's great, Carrie, good. Yeah. So my top three are, um, I like Dan that you thought to go three to one because I was gonna go one, two, three. So I like three to one. Okay, this is crazy. Number three is Power Up by ACDC. Oh Dude, yeah. Great. That single, Shot in the Dark was so great. It was so traditional ACDC. It made me happy this year. I mean, how how are they still doing great, right? Uh, number two was Defy by Otherwise uh, and their addictive single Crossfire. Otherwise is a great uh, rock band who I hope we can see after all this. And then my number one rock album of 2020 was Moral Panic by Nothing But Thieves uh, with the singles Is Everybody Going Crazy, Real Love Song and Impossible. It's hard rock at its finest. I was talking about just scream the chorus and I get clean and done. I walk faster. I get all my aggressions out and I could still be the sweet and easygoing person that I am. We're going to move on right to rock singles, your Ooh. favorite singles of the year. Dan, you're up. All right. Uh, I did the top. I did my top three again. And uh, this is going to start a theme for me of 2020 songs where you're feeling the emotion of, of the year, right? My third song is Quarantine Blues by Steve Poltz. Okay. It's going to be a song that you look back on, and he calls out everything. Uh, demon Sperm, Hydroxychloroquine, Zoom. He calls out everything that happened this year, all in one song. It's awesome. Uh, my second favorite song along the same lines is 2020 by Maggie Rose, uh, especially calling out uh, who we lost musically this year. Kenny Rogers, Bill Withers, John Prine, awesome. Uh, my top rock song this year, uh, someone who probably doesn't belong in the rock category, but this song feels like rock, is Bones by Elizabeth Cook. You're just going to listen to it, okay. and you're just going to nod your head. Okay, and cool. Get into a get into a mood. I love it. I love all these new artists. Thanks, Dan. That's great. I hope we can introduce a lot of uh, our audience, the thousands and thousands of people that download every ep episode to um, get this new music. Carrie, you're ready to go? Yeah, man. My Okay, this was hard because, you know, there's a lot of music. Um, my top, I, I'll do top three for rock. Um, I love the song Troubles Coming by uh, Royal Blood. Nice, nice, really one. good. That one is kind of a newer one, but yeah. of this year. Later Royal later. Blood is great. Oh, I love Royal Blood. And I have a callback i love this song from green day called oh yeah it that one of me that one was one of my favorite songs of 2020 is that a 2020 new song yeah why are you calling it a, why are you calling it a callback if it's new well it's green day oh okay cool cool, cool. New... yeah i heard that 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 album was good yeah yeah i do like that one a lot and okay i'll say for my third one it's uh death by rock and roll by the pretty reckless 
Oh, I like. Uh, wait a minute. That's a woman female singer. Pretty reckless. <laughs> you hate female singers. <laughs> a woman in 2020 hates female singers. And this is shocking. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. I've known you for 20 years. This is shocking. Your violence is going to surprise you in many ways, JK. 2020 has changed my musical taste for sure. Wow, that is crazy. I love to hear it, Carrie. Thanks for opening up your mind to female rock singers. <laughs> my third rock single of the year is Learn to Walk Again by Bad Wolves. Man, oh. that song got me through a lot of times during 2020. Bad Wolves is a crazy good rock group uh, that sends a message of empowerment. So take a listen to that one. My number two is asking Alexandria's, they don't want what we want. They're pointing a finger at corrupt politicians. It's a little deep, but still you get your aggressions out, which I want. And my number one rock song of the year might be shocking, Obey by Bring Me The Horizon, featuring Youngblood. I feel so hip that I got a Youngblood on my list. Oh, and um, I just love the guttural screaming on a rock track. I mean, I love the screaming. That is rock to me. So we're going to keep this moving. We're going to keep it moving. We're on to pop now, guys. We're on to pop. pop. Dan, Music. what are your best pop LPs of the year? LPs. All right. Number three. I'm going with probably another name I'm not going to say correctly. Mark Scabilia. The album title is Seed of Joy. Uh, he wrote this uh, uh, knowing his father was uh, was going through it with cancer. So it's a, a, a cool kind of uh, album to listen to, kind of every emotion that you could feel. Uh, I'm gonna tell you my second favorite, and I don't know how these I'm girls- I'm gonna tell us that because that's why we're here, right? Well, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna write it down on a piece of paper and hold it up. Oh. You can see it on Zoom. That's oh. what I was thinking, but I'll tell it to you anyway. I don't know how these girls aren't bigger in music, but Haim. Oh, I uh, know. Dude, dude. That is, a ton of Grammys, though, I will say. That is the perfect pop album. Yeah. It, it's going to put a smile on your face. You're going to want to sing along. You're going to want to dance. Awesome album. And even, before, even before this album, I mean, they just come out with good pop music. My number one album's Pop albums. Yeah. T-Swift. Oh, yeah. Both of them, huh? You got to put them together. You got to put them together. When when Folklore came out, I kind of felt like, man, I, I will fall for any kind of marketing because that album feels <laughs> like a mood. Yeah. You look at the album cover and the album cover sets a mood and yeah. the music behind it sets the same yeah. mood. I agree. It feels like a, like a, 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 a Sunday morning in November. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and Evermore felt the same way. Is, right? Is that where she puts her cardigan on? Yes. You know, I, I before this started, we were uh, pre-producing and I said I was going to tease. I really can't tease. <laughs> I'm not into early uh, Taylor Swift, but I love Lover, the album. So great. And I really, really enjoyed uh, the, that sweater song. And, and then Evermore is the new one that was just released a week ago, right? Right. Yeah, so it's going to be so funny. She's going to be, she's nominated for Best Album this year. Next year, she's going to be nominated again. She's the only artist ever in the history, not the Beatles, not Elvis, not Madonna, that has debuted in a row, the number one single and album at the same time for wow. two different album releases and single mm. releases. Top 100, top 200 albums. Isn't that crazy? So I crazy. love shit like that. 
Carrie, what are your top three pop LPs? Of pop LPs. Okay, so obviously, not obviously. As I said, I'm not most too much of a pop person. Like I'll listen to you and John, you and Ashley talk about all these songs and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. But this year, um, I do have some just based because you got you know during quarantine times we're like, hey, listen to this album, whatever. Uh, Lady Gaga's album was so good. I mean, Romantica. I, I like Lady Gaga. I've always liked her songs, but the yeah. full album is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I also like this. I don't know if this is considered pop or if he's more. I found him on XRT. This guy called uh, named Dermot Kennedy. He's oh God, I love him. He's from Ireland. Yeah, his album is really good. He's a bunch of songs. I mean, uh, Giant. Harry, right now, he's had the number one song, Giant, We Are Giants. Yeah. And the LP has been number one in Ireland for three weeks. I love you picked him. I, yeah, that is one of my favorite albums. And he kind of reminds me of, um, who is the other, Damien Rice or something? Like, is yeah. like, that kind yeah. of vibe? Yeah. That was good. But my number one pop is Dua Lipa, for sure. And I would have never said that, you guys. <laughs> A year ago, if you're going to be like, hey, girl, your number one album is going to be a dance kind of pop. Oh, my God, Dan. Like how you talked about when that album came out, I would go for walks listening to that thing. I'd be like dancing in the street. It was so, <laughs> it's so damn good. That's so great. I'm going to continue. I'm going to go with my number one, too, Carrie. My number one, of course, was Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Um, it had five worldwide hit singles from her sophomore album. There is no sophomore slump. I love the retro disco, the pure feel-good music uh, for this year. It was just a perfect album, and she deserves all the accolades. I love that a pop dance album is up for all these awards. I don't, the future nostalgia, it's like fucking, it's like happy nostalgia right now. And it, it yeah. just made me feel good through 2020. And whenever you're a little bit down, pop it up, pop it on, and it sounds great. So I'm going to go to number two, of course. We're still in the dance mood, and it's shocking. I also picked Chromatica by Lady Gaga. Yeah. Uh, it's just pure pop goodness. She is back from the heavy-handedness of LPs like Joanna and the Star is Born soundtrack. She came back to her roots of just dance. Lady Gaga, just make us dance. Don't make us like go through all this depressing stuff again. You got your depressing phase over. <laughs> My third one is technically alternative, but I think Ooh. this album was pure pop. The Slow Rush by Tame Impala. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how lead, the lead member, Kevin Parker, just keeps going and churning out these alternative pop LPs over and over. And this album has such a vibe to it. It's like psychedelic disco. Yes. Uh, disco yet again. And Lost in Yesterday is just the best track from that album. It just is so damn awesome. If you're behind on Tame Impala... You're a fucking loser. Dan, what's your top pop singles of the year? All right, I'm going number three. A song called, I want to say this correctly, Funkin' Around by Phony People featuring Megan The Stallion. But that bass line kicks in, and you're just like the mean bass face. <laughs> and I wish you could see his face. Maybe I'll publicize it. Oh, my God. That's a good video later. That, that will put a pep in your step. You're ready to go. Number two, August, T-Swift. That song, ooh, it'll put a chill up and down your spine. I love it. I love that album. I love that love song. Because that's my birthday month? No. <laughs> uh, number one song, uh, Favorite Part by Mark Scabilia. And I will say this, uh, 
there was another song on that album called Summer Clothes that's older than 2020. That song is worth a listen. It's probably that would be my top pop song if we're going back to older songs that ended up on a 2020 album. But favorite part, Mark Scabilia, that's my number one. Awesome. Carrie, what are your top three actual pop singles? My pop singles. Okay. So I loved Blinding Lights by the weekend. Oh yeah. That one is, that's a great tune. Um, and I can't believe, I'm, this is another thing I never thought I would have in my top three of anything. React by Pussycat Dolls. Oh my God. Ashley and I are going to be so excited. That I was a comeback that. this year. I can't believe you picked a Pussycat Dolls song. I love you. If I was not in love with you before. <laughs> that song, I'm sorry. And then, okay, so I kind of have four. The other one that shocked the hell out of me is Midnight Sky by Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. That's a great, great one. I might have to go ahead of you because you're stealing a lot of my thunder here. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm going back to what you said, John. And this one, I, I wasn't sure if I should put it in rock. So I put Lost in Yesterday in pop rock. Yeah, I'm with that you. That was my, one by of my favorite Paula. song. That's your number one song of the year in pop? I love I that. Totally I never get it. it. And um, it reminds me a lot of like, it reminded me, I told you and Bridget earlier because Bridget loves uh, Tim and Paula too. We saw them in concert a couple years ago. Uh, that it reminded me of like the Xanadu soundtrack with ELO. He took a lot of like uh, sounds of, it reminded me so much of Xanadu, the soundtrack, you know, yeah. old I, ELO to me personally. There's something about it. I think I have it in every Spotify uh playlist I have and I never get sick of it this whole year. Yeah, yeah I just it's so great and I love a vocoder. Uh, my I have top four pop singles too. Um, of course number four is Lady Gaga and Area Grande's Rain on Me. It's another pop dance tune that just is so addictive. Such a banger. Uh, Midnight Sky, Miley Cyrus. You're welcome, Whoa! Carrie. I don't know if you wouldn't know that without me. Oh I love how we picked the same song off the album. I just love her new style of raw arena rock vocals. And I also love all her remakes this year, especially like Heart of Glass. I love the new hard vocals, like gravelly vocals that Miley has. Uh, Blinding Lights by the Weekend is my number two, Dan what? and Carrie. Uh, the synth hook is totally out of 1985 and is such a damn earworm. It's so damn catchy and it reminded me of my high school years. I'm sorry, did uh, you say sick hook? What? Did you say sick hook? Sick hook? Yeah. Yeah. I said cool. sick hook. Okay. Okay. Hashtag sick hook. Are you making fun of me? No, no, I love it. I have I a thousand followers on Twitter because I use terms <laughs> like that, Carrie. And my number one is Break My Heart by Dua Lipa for mm. obvious reasons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going to take a break and we're going to refresh our drinks, take a little potty break, and we'll be right back after these messages from Billboard. Read their Hot 100 and Hot 2 albums all year long every week, Billboard Magazine. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Not Super Great Podcast with J.K. and Carrie, Year in Review 2020 Music Edition with special guest, Dan from Canada. Is it cold up there, Dan? <laughs> it feels about the same as, as it does in Chicago. It's so Whatever weird. that is. You're so far away. <laughs> We're going to hop right back into this. Best Country Albums of 2020. Dan, go. All right. I'm going... I'm going to uh, go number four. 
to Neil Towns Lemonade Stand. I love her voice. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, so different, so different and so meaningful. I mean, uh, somebody's daughter, the Jersey on the Wall, meaningful songs. Uh, next is Ashley McBride. If I can Never will. Somebody's daughter came out in 2018 as a single. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and Two years half, of, half of that album is older material from a uh, EP from 2019, but I'll, I'm going to count it. It came out in 2020. Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah, go uh, ahead. All right. Ashley McBride, Never Will. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is, she could do no wrong for me. Uh, country radio is missing out by just giving playing mediocre dudes, she really. It's a lot of hate just because of the way she looks. Fuck yes. country radio. I'll say it again. Fuck country radio. So that'll lead me into my next album, Dixie Chicks. Well, the chicks. I mean, country radio has screwed them over repeatedly. A great album. I mean, Gaslighter. One of my favorite songs of the year, Just Get You, and you're going to sing along. The second time you hear it, you know it, you're going to go with it. Uh, and here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw out uh, an EP as my number one. It's going to be Mickey Guyton. Of course. When you talk about, Love yes. It. When you talk about 2020, you're going to look yeah. back, and this EP is going to be meaningful. It's going to yeah. tell you the story of, of, of what happened this year. And besides that, Rosé is a jam. You're going to dance to it. Amazing. Amazing. I EP. love Rosé, dude. I talk about that later. That's hilarious. We're on the same page. That's so yes. great. Gary, what are your top country LPs of the year? I have none. Thank you. <laughs> no, no. So here's the thing. I, I, the Chicks was always on my list. Like how you told me about Dua Lipa and, you know, you like listen to Miley. I just never got around to it, I have to admit. So I have a couple country singles. Okay, well, we'll bring it back in when, if we want to then. <laughs> uh, Dan and I have a lot in common when it comes to country, especially country pop. Uh, my number three album of the year, Dan, I'm, I, I'm curious if you know this guy, it's listening to the music by Zephaniah O'Hara. Have you heard of him? Oh, I have not. O-R-A, he is so great. Or it's O-H-A-R-A per my handwriting but I tweeted about him earlier. Um, it is a pure Neil country Americana LP and his voice is really like Merle Haggard. He's a throwback. I really enjoyed the album. I, I love uh, country albums that, I love country pop, but I'm so sick of bro country. I'm so sick of everything that they play all the men. I need something different. My number two is like Dan, uh, Gaslighter by the Dixie Chicks. Uh, well, with help from Jack Antonoff, they made an LP of country pop with great storytelling. The storytelling is so great. And I know uh, a lot of times that uh, she's taking stories and writing about it uh, from other people. And I love that Gaslighter has a, that, a boat theme to it and a woman on a boat. And she says, <laughs> I don't have a boat. That's a friend who had a boat. I think it's very interesting that it's Natalie Maine's friend and it's not about her. My number one album, Dan, is your number three, I think. The Lemonade Stand by Tennille Towns. I'm so excited I found out about this woman from Canada. I have been waiting for a rock and country album for so long, and this is everything I've been waiting for. The single White Horse is everything a pop country tune should be. She's huge in her native Canada, but not here. Listen to White Horse, people. It's one of my most played songs of the year out of every genre. 
this is what country radio should be, not a list of everything you need from your beers to your jeans to your goddamn dog dying <laughs> and your goddamn pickup truck. This is the song that should have been number one in 2020 for country LPs. Dan, country singles, buddy. All right, I got a list of five. Um, number five, a song called In Bloom, Anna Voss. Singer songwriter kind of kind of feel. Love it. Uh, number four, Janice at the Hotel Bar by Haley Witters. Hmm. It's a good story song. It makes me feel like I'm sitting at June's. Oh, just need a dive bar and a character sitting next to you. You say something um, important, a story song. That is country. Not a yes. list of what you like and what is in your goddamn old small town. It's a story. Amen, amen brother. Number three, I'm going black like me. You want to talk about something with feeling. I mean, this is this is what everyone was feeling this year. Perfectly put into a song. I get goosebumps talking about it. I see him. I see him right there. Amazing, amazing. Goosebumps are big. (laughs) Who sang that? Uh, Mickey Guyton. Uh, number two is Gaslight or Dixie Chicks. Same thing. It's you. You know it. You're gonna. You're gonna love it. Uh, and number one, I love this dude. I love this dude more than my hometown. Morgan Wallen. Yeah. He, I, people are gonna talk about Seven Summers. This song to me has more heart, more feeling, more emotion than that. And I'm telling you, 2021, this dude is gonna be the thing in country music where Luke Holmes is now. Morgan Wallen's going to be there in 2020. Him and his mullet, huh? What's that? Him and his mullet. Yeah, yeah. If he, yeah, yeah. Was that he's the, the guy that was kicked off our Saturday Night Live because he oh. did stay in quarantine and then he was invited back because he's a young kid. He partied too much during- uh, he's, he's, had, he's had a few run-ins with the law this year and some kind of questionable decisions, but I can't hate on that. I probably would have done- What else do we want in a country artist? Give me a break. Merle Haggard, <laughs> Willie Nelson- I mean, they're called the outlaws. Maybe he'll start the new outlaws. How about that? Yeah, I mean, I would have done dumb stuff. At, I did dumb stuff at 27. You You're know what I mean? Doing dumb stuff at 43. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. My top three singles of the year for country are... I'm out. I actually have... Oh, oh, I skipped over because that lady said... Oh, okay. Well, I think. I don't know. You guys tell me if this is... Because I listened to MXRT. There's a song one morning, and it's called Cold by Chris Stapleton. Have you guys heard that song? Yep. I love it. I don't know if that's considered a country song. It is, 100% country, Carrie. He that's is a like great a song. huge country artist, yeah. That's a great song. And you mentioned him earlier, Dan, uh, John Prine, that I remember everything. Oh my God, that's a great song. Maybe because he died, but it's still, it's very good. That, and that was also an extra. And I think he's genre breaking. I don't know if he's really country, but okay. he's like Americana and stuff, but okay. I go, it's cool. We're, cool. you know. So those are the only two additions to that. Yeah, John Prine was a real loss this year in 2020. My three top country singles are, number three, Dan, you might make fun of me, but I love Never Be Sorry by Old Dominion. Dominion. It is such a catchy tune, um, and I don't care. It's not traditional country, uh, but it makes me happy. The last couple weeks, I've just been jamming to this song, and it's so damn peppy and it's so uplifting. This, the words are, I'm never going to be sorry for loving you. So, you know, after a breakup, you don't love me anymore, but I still love you and I don't regret the time that we had. How do you make a heartbreak song sound so peppy? 
my number two, Dan, you're going to be happy. It's What Are You Going to Tell Her by Mickey Guyton. Yet again, Mickey, it was her year. I wish radio just played her more. It's self-written. It's from her breakout EP that Dan talked about, Bridges. Download it. And I also want to shout out her, her tune, Rosé All Day. That's such a great song that Dan already talked about. This tune, What Are You Going to Tell Her?, takes gender discrimination by the horns and doesn't let go. It should have become a 2020 anthem and shame on country radio yet again. Fuck you for not playing it. My number one country single, Dan, you're going to be happy. I talked about it already. It's White Horse by Tennille Towns. I love this rockin' country vibe. It is my one of my favorites of the year. So thanks for playing your top country <laughs> of the year. And thanks, Carrie. Thanks for actually, you know, I, I forgot maybe one of had anything for country so i'm glad you were able to participate in that no i don't i don't really care um so now moving quickly we're gonna go into most welcome comeback so i'm gonna take the reins of this one okay my most welcome comeback of the year is disco music from kylie minogue lady gaga jesse ware from her what's your pleasure lp and the spotlight single dua lipa Disco is back, baby. And then a couple weeks ago, I watched the Bee Gees documentary. Disco never went away. Disco never sucked. They should have never burned those albums. Disco, disco, disco. (laughs) My second most welcome comeback is Toni Braxton. She's back with her single dance from her new LP, Spell My Name. It had such good disco vibes to it. This is the old uh, Toni Braxton. She made it hit number one on the R&B charts, adult R&B charts. Good for her, love her. And I already mentioned them, ACDC. What an excellent rock album Power Up was. Surprise it. How can they still keep doing this after all these years and still be relevant? And it was produced by Brendan O'Brien who did Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots back in the day. And he is 60 years old and he made this album with ACDC. Harry, what are your favorite comebacks of the year? Well, I gotta say, John, uh, ACDC Shot in the Dark is a great song. I love that. So these are just some songs I had. Um, Do you guys remember the Deftones? Yes. They have a song out. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's O-H-M. It's really good. That was a great one. And then, oh my God. I I might have more chicks than dudes on my list this year. Evanescence. Oh my God. I love this new character. (laughs) Use my voice. Okay, those are the songs I like when it's like slow and then it gets really big and there's a little boom, boom, boom. And then my last one, do you guys remember the band Semi-Sonic? Yes. They have a new song called out, or out, called You're Not Alone. Get out of here. It just spoke to me during these hard times. But it's good. It's a nice little catchy song. That's so nice, but I still think you're alone. Dan, <laughs> what, <are> your <laughs> what, is your, what came back for you this year? Man, uh, I don't know if I could call these uh, welcome comebacks. I mean, the two that stick out to me are the the chicks. You've got half the country that hates them and always will, stupidly. Uh, So that's my number one. And my number two is, I got to say it, his music hits me, is Ryan Adams. Oh, I can only talk about the music. You know what I mean? I'm not going to talk about anything else, but that album gets me. It, I feel it. And it's, it's to me, it gets me. That's all I could. I don't want to say anything else. That's all I'll say. We'll let the audience decide. Yes. And that's it for comebacks. 
That's that's all I got. Okay, cool. Ended on a low note. Cool. <laughs> uh, we were gonna take we were gonna take a break, but let we go. Let's go into best female overall artist and best over male over artist and then best group and then we'll save album single and artist of the year for after the next break dan who's your female artist of the year overall female artist of the year overall i'm going mickey guyton nice i mean that out that ep is timeless i mean it's gonna that 10 20 30 40 50 you name a number Years down the line, that's what 2020 is all about, is right there on that EP. Okay, so you had one choice. Should I have a countdown or anything? You had one. That's all I got. I'm going oh, one. Cool. Carrie, who do you got for female artists who you might have a whole list here? I don't know. She's like oh, yeah. females this year. I do. Uh, number one, Dua Lipa. I listen Dua to the album. It's my Spotify. You know how they, they track it? They're like, dude, you listen to this album a lot. That's so I did favorite. a top five of overalls, you guys, just so you know. So my number five is Tennille Towns. My number four is her. I loved her single Damage and her performances on Saturday Night Live were just so great. Uh, the tune Damage was built around Herb Alberts and Janet Jackson's 80s hit, Making Love in the Rain. I knew I heard it. I heard it, you know, at the beginning. But she technically has never had an album. Technically, she's had collections. So everybody's waiting for her debut album, Her. Oh my God, she's so great. Number three is Miley Cyrus. Number two, Lady Gaga. And of course, number one is Dua Lipa for 2020. Carrie and I agree on that. And she only knows it because of me. So great. <laughs> and who are your best male artists overall in 2020? All right, I'm just going my top one. I'm going Andy Frasco. Oh. That that album is awesome. Uh, I did not know anything about this guy at the beginning of this year. I think I was just drunk Facebooking on a Saturday night, and he uh, has these dance parties. Oh. A dance party during quarantine? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's what I needed. That yeah. spoke to me. That's why I was like, I got to check this guy out. He's got a huge head of hair. I liked his look. I liked his character. It yeah. led me to his album. It led me to his his podcast. He was it for me this year. Dude, we are like Mr. Discovery of Music. Like we, Everybody listen to Dan and follow him on Facebook and Twitter. Gary, who is your favorite male overall, if you got a list or just one? or I'm going with Dan. I just got one. Mine was uh, Dermot Kennedy. And it, just because, again, yeah. an artist that I've never heard of before, every time he would come on XRT, my number one <laughs> music, I'm like, this guy has another hit. He's great. And I looked him up. I added him to all my Spotify playlists. I got to give it to Dermot. And yet again, I love that he's Irish. And Carrie, I love that you still support old-timey radio like XRT. Because Dan and I are like serious uh, Amazon Unlimited, Apple radio stations. But it's so cute that, so you guys, all the young kids, my nieces and nephews, if you're listening, XRT is a radio station. And radio, just look it up on Wikipedia, kids. I got a top four. I could not find like a top five of male artists this year. So number four is Sturgill Simpson. I think Dan likes him, right? Do you like him, Sturgill? I do, I do. Uh, I loved his two albums in uh, 2020, uh, Cut and Grass, Volumes 1 and 2. Uh, They're reinterpreted uh, from his past catalog into bluegrass versions. His fans dared him to make these albums, and he made them. Number three is Gregory Porter. 
He's uh, an American R&B jazz singer. He's huge in the UK. He has not made a mark here in America, which I don't understand why. He's got the smoothest voice there is. Uh, loved his new LP All Rise and the single If Love Is Overrated. That was on repeat this year. He is the best-selling contemporary jazz artist in the world, and America does not know about him. Number two is Eric Church, Dan. Right. <laughs> I couldn't put him in like the LPs for country because he didn't have an LP this year. He had a ton of singles though. Uh, I love stick that in your country song. It is a rebuke to typical bro country tunes that we've talked about. And I absolutely love it. And he hates bro country like I do. And it was a list. It kind of is a list song, but I'm okay <laughs> with that. Eric Church, you are awesome. I can't wait to see you in concert. My number one male artist of the year is previously Explained why the weekend, pure oh. pop 80s goodness, love of the weekend. We're moving on to group. Oh. Dan, who are your favorite groups or duos overall, no matter what genre for 2020? I'm going, I'm going, uh, Heim, number one. That's my only one. I love that album. I love that album. It'll make you smile. That's what we all need right now a big smile. And I love that you pronounce their name correctly. You don't say Haim. Well, it took me two years. <laughs> I was Ham. It's not Ham. <laughs> Carrie, uh, thanks for your jokes, but what are your favorite groups? <laughs> My favorite group of this year is the uh, Black Pumas, man. That guy's voice, or I don't know if it's both of them singing or what. It's so darn good. I, that was my favorite album over the year. That's awesome. I did a top five for <laughs> overall group. Uh, my We didn't talk about alt music at all during this podcast because of timing, but Tennis is my fifth favorite group of the year. Go listen to them. They're probably one of the best alt LPs of the year in uh, their LP Swimmer. And with the standout dreamy single, Need Your Love, I love though that group. Number four is Bring Me the Horizon. Number three, Dixie Chicks. And number two is Louie the Child. I love their LP, Here For Now. Shout out to my niece, Erin, for introducing me to them last year. The single Little Things is a pure pop earworm that I can't believe TikTok did not catch on to. You can do so many videos, you young kids, to that tune. And my number one is Tame Impala, of course, for the year. That album was so great, previously mentioned. Love Tame Impala. Now we're going to take a little short break from our sponsors, Billboard, Hot 100 and Top 200 Albums, Singles of the Year. And we'll be back to talk about best album, best singles, and best artist overall in 2020. Bet you can't wait to hear them. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Not Super Great Podcast with J.K. and Carrie. How you doing, Carrie? Good, J.K. How are you, man? How you doing, Dan? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> We're going to move on to our last few categories. These are overall, even though we've done genres, these are our favorite overall albums of 2020. Dan, go. All right, number five, Ryan Adams. Move on. Number four, Roxahatchee. Number three, Phoebe Bridgers. Number two, the two T-Swift albums. Number one, the Mickey Guyton EP. Wow, that is number one overall. That is great. Yes. That is great. You have given her so much love that she actually deserves. And I'm very happy she's up for a Grammy for Best Female Country Vocalist. Very happy about that. Carrie, what are your top albums overall for the year? Overall for the year, number five, Tame Impala. Number four, 
Oh, Miley Cyrus. So crazy to say that out loud. Uh, number, what, number three, I would say would be the Strokes. Number two, oh gosh, I'm torn between. Okay, I gotta go Black Pumas and number one. Dual, Duliba. I got. Oh my her. God, Carrie, stealing my thunder her. again. My number five is Gaslighter, Dixie Chicks. Number four, Lemonade Stand, Tennille Towns. Number three, Chromatica, Lady Gaga. Number two, The Slow Rush, Tame Impala. Number one overall album for JK 2020, Future Nostalgia, Dua Lipa, Love You, Yes. Those <laughs> were some good picks. I hope everybody is listening and gonna hunt some of these down. Yeah, dude. Okay. Second to last. Best singles overall. Dan, go. Number five, I'm going Janice at the Hotel Bar. Haley Wit Witters. Number four, favorite part, Mark Scabilia. Number three, Black Like Me, Mickey Guyton. Number two, Gaslighter, The Chicks. Number one, More Than My Hometown, Morgan Wallen. Wow. Damn, that's your number one single of the year. That's I love it. I love it. I love your sticking behind your guy. Yeah, he's got a lot of hate. He's got a lot of love. I love that you you like him so much. Carrie, what are your best singles overall, no matter what genre, for 2020? All right, I'm going to say my number five is Cold by Chris Stapleton. Um, gosh, I loved uh, Physical by Dua Lipa. Um, ooh, Which was a sequel to Olivia Newton-John's Physical, technically. Yeah, that's right. And that's a true story, and Olivia gave her, her approval on it. And it's funny you say that. I think that's really why I kind of listened to it when you first told me about it. I'm like, oh, I got to totally check that shit out. Um, number three, I'm going to go with Bad Decisions by The Strokes. Number two, I'm going to do, oh, I had this written down. Lost in Yesterday and number one, Trouble's Coming. I love that damn song. I don't know if it's because it's the most recent one, but I hope. we're a blood. Royal Blood, Trouble's Coming is your number one single of the I, year. I just Damn, love it. That's cool. I love this. This is great. I love this. I have a top five best singles overall uh, because we did not do alt. My number five is Be a Rebel by New Order. It was one of their first, it was their first new release in five years and I classify it as alternative. That's why I didn't talk about it earlier and uh, we didn't get into that category. It's just so optimistic and reminiscent of the best of their catalog. It's about um, embracing yourself during these difficult times. You guys go take a listen to Be a Rebel. It will make you feel better. It's very positive. It'll get you through the day. My number four, Midnight Sky by Miley Cyrus. Number three, Rain on Me, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande. Number two, Blinding Lights, The Weeknd. Number one, Carrie, Break My Heart, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa <laughs> all over the place. It's a Dua Lipa kind of year. It is, dude. And now your overall artist, of the year, your entertainer of the year. Who is it, Dan? Well, going back to Dua Lipa, it's funny. Uh, Xander, what one of my one of the kids requests Dua Lipa. He knows like three songs, and Dua Love Lipa, it. that's one of them. Oh, he loves her. Uh, overall artist, it comes down to two people for me: uh, Mickey Guyton. Uh, but I'm going to go with Taylor Swift. Okay. Uh, those albums, well, all the music is timeless between those two. Uh, but T Swift just had a feel that I think is going to carry through four years. I love those albums. These are going to be classic, like a Beatles, like an Elvis album. Yeah. Yes. Carrie, who's your artist of the year? I agree with Xander. You're <laughs> 
<laughs> and also me too. I agree with Xander too. Mm -hmm. Xander, you're like so cool. Dua Lipa, of course, enough said. Dua Lipa kind of year. T-Swift, Dua Lipa, you can't be 2020, right? <laughs> so those audience, thanks for listening to our top picks of the year. Dan, curious, is there anything else? Like I brought in New Order because we didn't talk about alt. Is there anything real quick you want to talk about that we weren't able to talk about with any of these genres? Yeah. You know, one of the close comebacks that I was very impressed with was actually Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, that album, it, there, it had a very Black Sabbath-y vibe to it that I appreciated. It's so I've weird because why would that be? <laughs> well, I just not like getting back to it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And that would have been a comeback. That would have been a comeback maybe for that. Yeah, yeah that, he was, it was close to my list, but I thought ACDC nudged him out a little bit. But yeah, I, I thought that was really good. Dan, anything we missed that maybe you want to bring up? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, an album that I loved that has a specific thing is the Eric Hutchinson album. It has, he did a whole album based on late 90s garage rock. Wow. And it has a feel. I love it. It's something that you don't hear anymore, but that's what he set out to do when he did it. Uh, there was a guy in Midwest TN who's from Chicago, a comedian, did a, a quarantine song. Awesome, awesome. 2020, oh, Luke Holmes did the 2020 song, Six Feet Away. There's so many songs just based on this year. So much good music out there that'll hit you right where you feel about well, if you want to make us a list of those particular songs we could publish them on facebook on our page if you want I'll, I'll i'll put it together well thanks so much you guys for joining us today uh you don't have great. anything to add no uh i you know i i got like 10 alternative albums i could totally list joy wave did a great album this year uh but you know we don't I wish we had more time. I deleted alt and dance music. I mean, I could go on and on for an hour just about EDM and the dance. Oliver Heldens had six singles this year. He was super awesome with EDM. But uh, we're coming towards the end, Dan, and Carrie's got a special request. Hey, Dan, as you could tell from being a guest here today, we need a little help with our opening of our show. <laughs> if you had to introduce us introduce the podcast the episode whatever it is how would you introduce jk and carrie this specific podcast or just and yours the general like it'll be like the to, no matter what topic we're doing no matter who we're talking to who would, what would you introduce it's like what i what uh, <laughs> Bernie does at the beginning welcome to the not super great podcast with jk and carrie what would you replace that with welcome to the not super great podcast with jk I thought you were going to say JK and Dan. <laughs> that is so great. You are not the first person to exclude Carrie from this podcast. Well done. Well done, Dan. Well Probably done. won't be the last either. It won't be the last either. Dan, this was really fun. Thanks for doing all this work. This was a, this was a lot of work to go through. Uh, so we really appreciate your time. And I hope everybody listening really enjoyed. Yeah, dudes. I got to say both of you guys. I am very impressed by your music knowledge and just all the different genres and everything you're listening it's to a, awesome. it's a passion carry if i could have yeah. done something i would have been in music some a and r or something but um love you guys happy new year happy new bye year, everybody guys. we'll talk to you soon okay bye-bye
the Not Super Great Podcast with J.K. and Carrie. Executive produced by John Cassane and Carrie Whalen. Talent producer is Carrie Whalen. Engineered and recorded by John Cassane. Edited by John Cassane. Photography by John Cassane. Social media director is John Cassane. Content manager is John Cassane. Head writer is Carrie Whalen. Art director is John Cassane. Voiceover by Bernie. And of course, everything else that's needed to get this dumb thing on air, John Cassane. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio apps. This has been a JK production. 